Welcome to another episode of John Michael's Rockbox, a podcast that showcases extremely amazing talent from around the world. I'm your host, John Michael. On today's show... Hi, good morning. Hi, how are you? Hey, good morning, Tom Arnold. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Look at you, Mr. I'm on time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I try. You know, I try. I have a little kid. My kids are 10 and 7. I'm a single dad. And we have to be on time every day at school. So I, I, I've gotten better at it in my old age. <laughs> well, kids, and I, I, I don't have kids, Tom. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, I have babysat before. And, and I know there's a regimen. And you got to be up before they get up, or at least when they do. Because, you know. Right. <laughs> they, they yeah, I mean, it's a whole. It's a whole thing. You know, my advice is if you don't absolutely need to want to uh, have kids, don't have kids. <laughs> it's a lot. It's fun to babysit. You know, it's fun to be an uncle. You know, it's all that stuff. But we got to get we're like a military operation. because I got to get up, make their breakfast. We have a long drive to school. And so they eat breakfast in the car. And uh, I never thought I would be this guy, to be honest. Right. But, you know, it's, uh, it's we try to stay on point around there. My goodness. You know, who would have thought, right, Tom, you know, uh, being uh, in the in, in your career spanning, it's, it's over 35 years. I was reading your bio. I was, I, think, yeah. I was thinking, has it been that long already? Already? How'd that it happen? Has. How'd that happen? I have, no, I have no idea. And, you know, it's funny because when I was 18, I worked at a meatpacking plant back in Iowa. I did that for a few years out of high school to save money for college or whatever. And uh, my girlfriend, who was still a senior in high school, said that we were going to have a kid. I'm like, okay, there it goes. <laughs> that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, That's how people stay working here at Horbell. They got families, and I'm going to be. And then it turned out she was uh, lying, and I was like, oh my god, thank God. Yeah. Now you know, you know, because I would have been no good at 18. You know, uh. my dad was 18, my mom was 16. I had a sister who became a mother at 14. So a mm. lot of you know, I come from a kind of a trashy area, but I, <laughs> you know, at 54, when I became a father, I think it was the best for, you know, uh, I mean, certainly I was, I was a better father than I would have been at 18. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you have a chance to, I guess, grow up if, if, that's, yeah. if that's the case. And because, you know, honestly, I don't think uh, deep down inside, none of us really actually do grow up i mean we have responsibilities right, right? yeah but, but i don't really think that we ever really truly grow up whatever that well, means. we can't we can't in our lives of business you know it's also with the kids people say it, it keeps you young well you gotta be it does a little bit because you're you're redoing fourth first grade which i did this year with my daughter like i forgot so much stuff for first grade <laughs> and so you keep it young and i will say this i did a lot of stuff in my past, uh, before I had kids, like fun stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's a good thing because that's, uh, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hear that. And, and, and when you mentioned, uh, having to learn your first grade, uh, again, my, my oh. girlfriend, by the way, who, uh, is a teacher said to say, hello, make sure you tell, tell oh, I said, hi. <laughs> well, that's amazing. She's an amazing person. You know, I have, when people have issues with, uh, the school or the curriculum, I'm like, are you down there? Are you volunteering? Are you participating? Because if you're not, you have nothing to say. Right. If you're not helping them out, if you're not contributing, because that's a, that's what you do, you know, sit in class and be the teacher's aide, which I love doing. Yeah. You realize, oh, my gosh, their job is so hard. 
God. and they're corralling these kids and getting them to learn stuff. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this deal for sure. Absolutely. And you said exactly what she says, my girlfriend, Jamie, uh, um, that, you know, if the teacher, if the, if the kids' parents would just come in and help because there's no, there's no help for a no. lot of teachers these days, they, they're doing it on their own. And the, and the, yeah. cla- the class size has gotten incredibly large. And so uh, she says, yeah, even just a little something from the parents is just an, an enormous help. And so, yeah, it's, it's needed too. I agree with that a hundred percent. Again, you can't, uh, you can't complain if you aren't down there. I don't really know what's going on because you do get a sense of things when you're volunteering down there and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. I'm not a teacher. Because <laughs> these guys, they're magical. They keep these kids focused and, and together and looking out for them. And, you know, kids are complicated. Oh, man. And so I got a lot of respect and, uh, for people like Jamie and the people that do that. Yeah, absolutely. And look at you going in and helping out the teacher, doing what you do uh, with your busy schedule, I'm sure, like it is. And then still going to your kids' class and, and helping out. How do you find that well, kind of time? Well, uh, you know, during COVID, it was, uh, it was easy because my business shut down. We're on strike right now. Uh, the writers are on strike and, the, and, that, and so it's very easy right now, but I've always felt like, uh, you know, I need to work. I have four ex-wives and two little kids, uh, uh, you know, I'll have to work forever. And I appreciate doing stuff like being here in San Jose and doing stand up. but then I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll, then I'll, I do have it because of my job. I'm either working or I'm not working. And so I take advantage of that considered a gift of God that I could, spend that time with the kids instead of moping around and uh, why am I not working where well, there's a little bit of that, yeah, yeah. but it, it's a gift, you know, and, uh, they won't be young forever. And, True. and, uh, so I, I blessed with that. Yeah. Uh, and I like it. That's the thing. I do enjoy it. Ah. I mean, uh, you know, you know, I have, had, like I said, I have four ex-wives and people go into marriage thinking, Oh, uh, I want unconditional love. And they say it in their vows. I will love you unconditionally, but, of course, there are conditions, as there should be. <laughs> yeah. But once you have that first child and they look at you and you're like, oh, no, this is unconditional, both ways. Oh. I got to step up and I could never complain about not being unconditionally loved because, you know, it's odd with these guys. Oh, and so I do enjoy it. I do enjoy waking up and looking over and seeing those guys. And I, I don't have any privacy in the bathroom. There's, <laughs> my, I don't have nice stuff anymore. I, but, you know, I, it's worth it. Uh, it sounds like a, a, an awesome time. So uh, out and about now, a lot of people know you uh, mostly because they see you on uh, either some a TV show that you've been on. Of course, everybody knows you were on Roseanne, uh, yep. Austin Powers, and movies. like. And I got to give the hats off to you in True Lies because uh, that and uh, NCIS, I think it was, uh, New Orleans, because you were on that oh, as well. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh, my yeah, God. Ah, your character in both those were just fabulous. And, and how come you didn't get a Grammy or an Emmy or something? Oh, Grammy. I would have taken a Grammy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good. No, I should have gotten an Oscar for that. Yes. Uh, at least a nomination for a supporting actor. But, you know, that's uh, it was great fun. And, you know, Arnold and I, Jamie Lee, and Jim Cameron have all stayed friends. And, and I remember shooting it, like at the time, the most expensive movie ever made. And I thought, this is great fun. We all had a great time together. We stayed friends. I bet all movies are like this. It turns out no movies are like that. <laughs> but, but, 
you know, I got to do uh, work with Arnold on Fubar, his new Netflix spy series. And I'm coming back for season two on that. And that was great fun. So, you know, you just keep plugging away and, and uh, you know, it's it's not the worst uh, job in the world. No, no, absolutely not. Now, how much fun is it really to hang out with Arnold? I mean, I'm sure he says the same thing. You know how much fun it is hanging out with Tom Arnold? Oh. Uh, so. Well, it's pressure. It's pressure because the guy, he gets up early and goes at it. You know, like he seizes the day. So as soon as I got to Toronto to film his his Netflix series, he's like, let's go for a bike ride. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do, you have motorcycles? Do you have motorcycles up here? He's like, no, bicycle. And he gets, like, I follow him, as I've always done on motorcycles, because when he hits a pothole, I want to know when to not hit it. But, <laughs> yeah. man, you know, he'll be 76 this summer. He kills it. He gets right out in traffic and, and uh, in the, you know, and he, everybody knows who he is, you know. He's got a cigar and glasses. And uh, and he said, here's a cigar. Here's a stogie for you. You hold it. I go, I'm, I got to hold on to the bike, like, with both hands. I, it's been a while. <laughs> and so, but he's the best. And, uh, you know, he, I always said, you know, we, we do a couple, we have a, a couple of three things we do together every year. We give away 10,000 gifts at South Central LA at Christmas and nice. we do turkeys and we do this other charity thing. And, and he seems like he's running for office all the time, not just when he was running for office, but he'll be, I'll be exhausted from giving out gifts or whatever. And I'll say, where are you going? And he goes, you know, there's some firefighters in Northern California I want to go visit. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's <laughs> Sunday. It's time to lay down, man. Yeah. But, but he, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. Oh, that sounds like a heck of a fun. It's just kind of crazy cool how you can make so so many great friends like you do with just being on TV shows and, and movies uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or even yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, yeah, you don't have to have that many great friends. I just want to say. Yeah, But you true. have to have a few and, and I always say about my childhood friends in Iowa, you need to have a couple of guys that will bail you out of jail naked, no questions asked. Yeah. You need the real, the people you grew up with. And so then you, you know, kind of make your own family as you go. And, and you bond with certain people and uh, you learn from them and try to make yourself better. And, you know, yeah. that, that if you live long enough, you could do that. Yeah. Amen to that. I have one of those friends. Uh, that uh, uh, third grade, I think, is when we initially first met and been friends and still see each other as often as possible. Uh, you know, a guy, um, Jim, who him and I have just been that kind of person like you just mentioned. You got to have oh, that that's... that grounding friend that just. Yeah, will... that, that knows the whole story. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It was there and uh, knows the whole story before we got big time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, so how much fun is it for you now to do stand-up? I mean, because that's completely different, uh, right, from TV or yeah. movies. Well, I started as a stand-up back in, in the early 80s, 40-some years ago, and uh, I love it. And I've always done it. You know, it's been uh, something I did uh, in addition to acting and, and uh, different things. But I really love it. You know, I got a lot to talk about with being a single dad and, yeah. and uh, it's great fun and these improvs they're just excellent yeah. you know excellent places they get great crowds and I'm very grateful so I've lately been doing a lot of stand-up you know with the, the the writer strike and everything and I really I love it I mean I got on a plane I've never been on a I got on a southwest I don't I think that might be the first time I flew and I got myself to the airport at Burbank I took an uber these are things I've never done before. And it was great. And then I took it over to this hotel and, 
you know, simplifying my life. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, it's great. I love it. Oh, this is great. Now, Tom is going to be, uh, just for those of you who are just popping in late, you got to go back to the beginning and listen to the whole thing. Uh, is going to be at the San Jose Improv. And uh, what a great venue. I've been to that improv, and it's just historic. It's a great building. Have you been inside the San Jose Improv? Is this going to be your first I, I, I think it is my first time. Uh, you know, uh, I, w- many, many years ago, I remember uh, Rosette and I performing up here on a theater in the round, and uh, it kept turning. I forget oh, yeah. where it was. Circle yeah. Star Theater. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And it turned, which is a weird thing when you're looking at this audience member that there's people that can see your butt from behind. You're like, Oh, they're good. They're not getting their buddy's worth. I'll tell you that. So I, I hear the uh, San Jose Improv is one of the best and I can't wait to get down there. Oh yeah. That's a, it's a fabulous place. And, uh, when you said circle star, when you said circle and that, that's, oh I, that, I remembered that. Cause who I, yeah. I saw George Carlin there once. Oh gosh. He's a, he's a, he's, he was a basic, a basic guy too. I, I got to know him very, I think, very well when he, you know, I loved his comedy my whole life. And then he, uh, he got sober late in life. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time with him. And what an interesting guy. And, you know, one of the few comics that really stayed relevant and funny, you know, into his older age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so uh, what an honor it was to hang out with him. Oh, I was fortunate to have in my lifetime I uh, got set up with an interview with him. Right? This is just uh, right before his passing. Oh and, my god! And I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" And there, you know, I think maybe uh, I was just sat there and then you know heard sometime down a little bit down the road that he passed away, and I was just like, "Wow!" I uh, that was bizarre. It's the same thing yeah, with, with Bob Saget. I, he oh was, yeah, I love Bob. I did a lot of stuff. Bob. You know, I oh my gosh, that's uh, yeah, he was a, a really great guy buddy of sort of a mentor in my business to a lot of other young comics and he loved doing it and uh you know people you know because when you sit in these hotel rooms by yourself you're you're you know you're wondering okay is this going to be it could something happen and i'd be here uh would it be better if i was at home and, and this is what we do and things do happen yeah life happens yeah. and uh that's very sad situation he was a great father and yeah, a great man, yeah. and uh, I loved him. Yeah, I got. I was fortunate. Jo- I again, and it's not like a, I'm the doom of death or anything. But um, uh, I interviewed him. It was a couple weeks before he and sadly passed away. And so, yeah, he he sounded great. I'm sure. I yeah, mean, he sounded. He was excited to be on the road. He was grateful that that you interviewed him, and and he's a good guy. I will tell you one quick story. Sure. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. You know, you grew up in Iowa. Yeah, I idolized Frank Sinatra. Many years ago, I spoke at the Barbara Sinatra Child Abuse Center down at, uh, uh, at Palm Springs there with Roseanne, and, and he invited us back to his house. Now, at his house back in the day, only men could sit at the bar. This is back in the day. Yeah. And so they, they said, come up here, Tom. And I was sitting with them, and they said, uh, Frank said, what are you drinking? And I didn't want to say I just got out of rehab because I thought he wouldn't understand. And I said, no, nah, oh, nothing. And he's like, why? I go, well, you know, the old lady doesn't like it. And he goes, hey, no broad could stop me from drinking. And then I said, well, I guess you've never been with a really big one. <laughs> and uh, he died laughing. Roseanne loved that. I said that, too. <laughs> and he died laughing. But he was a sweet guy. 
You know, he wow. sat there when we're telling our tales of <clears throat> childhood and he's muttering, I'd kill that SOB. You know, like he was a sweet man. Wow. How cool to have met that guy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and, well, uh, we're lucky. We're lucky. Dude, I mean, well, you know, because I think you are my age. I'm 63. So, no, I'm 64. 64. Uh, Turned 65 at, uh, on March 6th next year. I can't wait uh, because then I, I get to stop paying alimony that day and I think I get Social Security. So, yay! I'm like, really? People are like, are you, are you about about getting old? I go, I love it. I'm glad I'm alive today and I look forward to it. Yeah, I know. I was, I was thinking, man, I just got a couple more years and then I, it's retirement age. And I was like, I, when did that, how did that happen? I mean, well, we don't, we don't have to retire doing what no, we do. No, you know, no. my dad worked uh, at a factory for 45 years. And then the next day he retired finally. And then the next day he went to work at the hospital delivering body parts or whatever for $10 an hour. Like people, he never stopped. That's what he did. You know, and, right. although he wouldn't go to the doctor himself, but he worked at the hospital. But, you know, people just, we, some of us like to keep working. Yeah. Yeah. I, I cannot see myself not doing something because it, yeah. just, it just, you know, just doing radio and doing these podcasts and stuff like that. I'm a, a part-time uh, uh, musician, play drums for cover bands. And nice. I, I still lug all my own drums, you know, and, and. So yeah, I can't. I can't see myself not doing all of them. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Every single one of well, them. Actually, <laughs> you know, I, I. I mean, if I was a billionaire, I, I'd be thinking, well, maybe I'll do, but I'm not. Like I have to work to continue to provide for uh, my children and for ex-wife. So, uh, but yeah, and I also, I, I also enjoy. It. If I was still at the meatpacking plant, I would have retired. I have, I have guys that started with me that just retired. And, you know, they got, they got pensions, they got, you know, that most of them are farmers too. So yeah, they have, right. you know, but, uh, you know, here we are, we're lucky to be working every day. I love it. I absolutely do. Huh? Now out there on your standup, uh, uh, I'm thinking, do, do you, how do you rehearse or do you, when you go do your stand? Well, you know, they have an improv in, in Los Angeles and they have a comedy store and what you do is you work on stuff and they go down there and do sets just like an original when i moved out in the 80s that's what you do that's what all the great comics did too like you know rob williams and richard Pryor, all these guys would just and then i get to be on stage with them on the same stage right. you know and i remember being just shocked because these are my idols growing up but they work on material and uh and you 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 work stuff out and, and locally and uh and you know it's fun it's fun to see people ripping and uh doing a things so and there's certainly a lot of you know with the improv sunday this coming sunday uh july 2nd and you know i've got a show every couple of days lately because i eventually want to do a special you know about being a single dad and so uh you got to work out some stuff but it's also fun it's good for the soul right right god how great that is yeah you know what if you do a special i look forward to seeing that one you know well, thank being you. a dad that's going to be fabulous so hopefully that's in the works <laughs> Yeah, well, it, I'll do it when I'm ready to, yeah, I'll make it into work. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it when I got the material and, and when I feel comfortable about that my, that I, I have a different point of view. I certainly do from when I was younger. And so, yeah, that'll be, you know, the next year for sure. Oh, my. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. How much fun. And uh, just to get out there and, and, and 
And, you know, people are so used to seeing you on the screen that to, to see you on a stage doing something live like a, a stand-up comedy is just going to be fabulous. It's got to be. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, and, I, and, you know, I've been in 150 movies, and my joke is four good ones. But, no, there's four <laughs> than four. But now I find myself like I do need to work, and I'll, I'll go do a movie where I shoot one day. Of course, if you shoot one day, they'll – You'll they'll have you shoot fifty pages. They'll try to shoot you get to shoot fifty pages, which is not possible. Uh, but you know, but then I'll say at a certain point I've done a lot of these horror movies or sci-fi movies, and I'll say to the director because it'll be getting close to twelve hours. Listen, you got to kill me in the next scene. (laughs) (laughs) There's not enough time, and they'll rewrite real quick, and then I'll, you know, it's those kind of movies where they go, okay, we're changing the next scene. (laughs) <laughs> Tom dies, and then uh, we just keep going. Oh. So that's fun. I yeah. like that, though. I love that. Do your kids recognize you uh, uh, or know that you what Daddy does uh, up on the on the screen? I think that it's not something that was in the house before their mother moved out. Right. You know, six years ago. But I I do remember a moment where my son was on the iPad in the back. I'm taking him to preschool, and he's talked to his friend. He said. Hey, my dad is Tom Arnold. <laughs> I, I thought I'm gonna. I still have that on tape because it's, it's in the car. <laughs> I keep that for my ego. Like that's a ego thing. It's, they like you know different movies of mine, and some are not appropriate. But and those are of course the ones my son likes. But uh, <laughs> yes. you know they love True Lies. He has a poster of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his bedroom. Uh, you know they they love that I know like The Rock and Snoop Dogg and different. <laughs> you know and so. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to see your movies through your kids' eyes, stuff you haven't seen in years ago. Oh, yeah, there was some good stuff in that and watch them watching it. So that's very cool. Yeah. Gosh, I, I can imagine how this. And right now to, to them, you're you're the you're the dad that knows those people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all just people. We're all just people. That's right. We're all just trying to get by, you know, and be good parents or if people my age, good grandparents and and, uh, you know, we're all, you know, very human. You know, it's going to be fun uh, when your kids grow older and, and have their own kids and say, we're going to go see Grandpa Tom today. You know how old I'll be? <laughs> like my kids, you know, they they talk about, well, uh, uh, when we have kids, I go, no rush. Don't rush. Nobody's rushing. Yeah. My daughter's seven. I'm like, you know, I'll walk her down the aisle if she gets married, hopefully. But she doesn't have to. And that's the thing about these kids. Like, I felt like, oh, I have to get married. I have to do this. I have to do that. Right. And, uh, and now you go, well, we'll make it right. Whatever it is, whatever yeah. you want to do, just make it right. There's no pressure. And, uh, you know, again, uh, my, also my friends are like, well, they're great now. They love you now. But when they're teenagers, they'll hate you. And I go, again, I will be so old, I won't even notice it. So <laughs> I'm taking it all in. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Tom Arnold, uh, a dad like you are. That is just fabulous, man. You've seen a different light in life from uh, the eyes of your kids. That's just, that's fabulous, man. That is great. It's the best. best. What a gift. What a gift every day. I know. And so exciting that uh, Tom is going to be at the San Jose Improv. And so you can always get tickets at improv.com slash San Jose. And from there, are you going to be... Is this going to be kind of a thing for you, uh, stand-up comedy touring? 
Yeah, I'm going around the country and doing uh, st- uh, stuff. And, uh, you know, the, Santa- the improv has clubs that are driving distance from L.A. too, which is great. And I'm booking a bunch of different things and on into the fall. And then I'm doing some casinos at the end of the fall, big casinos at the East Coast. So whatever, wherever people want to, want to hire me, I'll go there. There you go. Heck yeah. yeah. Is there, can, um, you know, say somebody listening here going, I want to book Tom. What is it? Yeah, there you go. Available for for uh, for private conventions, whatever. Uh, bar mitzvahs, bot mitzvahs, whatever. I I'm there. <laughs> you gotta love that. That's fabulous. Yeah. Well, I, I know you got a, a a busy schedule ahead of you, and and I'm man. You know what? I just kind of would say big thanks to you for one being a a great dad. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, fabulous, and, and I. And I yeah, I wish you and JB all the luck in the world. Well, thank you, sir. And and thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule uh, to do this little uh, conversation here for this podcast. And so uh, I hope one day that you'll keep me in, in your memory and uh, when we because the, there's going to be a chance one day that you and I will meet up in person and you go like, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll you'll all you have to do is remind me. Okay, and you have to remind me every other time because I forget. I but do too. You just come up and say hi. Say I'm the drummer, and I'll go. Oh yeah, I, I remember you because I I was the drummer. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this and that. So all right, buddy. Will you take it easy? Have a good one. Thanks, Tom. Tom Arnold, man. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye now. All right, bye bye. A big thank you to today's guest. And also to all those who helped keep John Michael's Rock Box alive. Business manager, Leslie Schneider. Audio and video editors, Andrew Kolesh and Jim Bozo. Stylist, Michelle Bess. And mostly a big heartfelt thanks to you for joining us today. Because without you, we wouldn't be. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share, share, share. And until the next time, God bless you. I'm your host, John Michael. John Michael's Rockbox would like to welcome our new sponsor, J.L. Wood Wines. J.L. Wood. Makers of luxury Chardonnay, Nouveau Chardonnay, which is a modern take on Chardonnay, fresh and novel. The wine presents amazing tropical and citrus fruit flavors balanced with refreshing crispness. No Oak Chardonnay is an uncluttered and clear expression of fruit and balanced acidity with a signature long finish. And Premier Chardonnay, sophisticated, smooth and nuanced with a long signature finish. And for more information, visit jlwoodwine.com. That's jlwoodwine.com. Ask for it by name at your favorite restaurant or wherever you buy fine wine. J.L. Wood, Luxury Chardonnay.